Welcome to the How Soccer Explains Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership principles through the lens of the beautiful game. Welcome back to How Soccer Explains Leadership. Thank you again for being a part of the conversation. I'm Phil Dark, your host. Paul Jobson, my co-host, and I are having a great summer. That is why we are not bringing you our normal programming. Not that we don't love it. We absolutely love doing what we get to do to be able to have great conversations with great people in the world of soccer. This summer, we're taking time with our families. We're taking time in the different organizations that we're a part of to be able to um, do some pretty cool things this summer, which we'll come back and talk with you about this fall But this summer, we're also having a great time because we're able to bring you the lost episodes of the Coaching Character podcast that I did with my good friend, Coach Roz. Hopefully, you've been enjoying these shows. Hopefully, you've also been going back and listening to all the past episodes that you uh, may have missed in the past. So if you've noticed, my voice is a little different. I've been at a soccer tournament all weekend with my daughter, some of the things I've been doing this summer. I have been a lot of soccer, also a road trip with my family, able to go to family camp, some other really cool things. This week, we have a show that is Coach Roz and I talking about the the interview that we released last week, the Daryl Garrettson interview. He's a great uh, young man who graduated from Oregon State, was a quarterback there, and is now working with the University of Arizona. But Roz and I talked about some, some really important topics that I know you'll really learn from because I know we learned from these things that we talked about. We learned from each other, and hopefully you will too. So without more from me this week, here's that conversation that I have with Coach Roz. So here it goes. Welcome to Coaching Character. I'm Coach Roz along with my partner in crime, Coach Phil Dark, who coaches the other sport of football and uh, gosh can you believe phil this is episode eight i i had lost track wow. i'd lost track who to who to thunk it right so we we just concluded a neat interview with daryl garrettson who is working backwards most recently been the quarterback at utah state oregon state comes from a unbelievable football family and it was just it was just fun listening to him and really getting insights as to his ups and downs and highs and lows so uh, give me your initial thoughts yeah I loved it I thought it was a, a great fun interview I mean the one thing I want to set the record straight on though at the beginning just right out of the shoot there were actually three quarterbacks on that on that interview that uh, you Daryl and if I remember correctly, the Vanderbilt intramural champion when I was in law school and oh yeah, that's right. UC Davis intramural champion when I was an undergrad. But how many championships you got, oh, man? Geez. So you think you belong in I'm the just throwing it out fraternity. There. I'm just throwing it out <laughs> there, man. Lord. I college and law school quarterback. I don't think you were ever a law school quarterback. Well, just first throwing of, that out there. First of all, here's maybe an o- the NFL. Well, here's a here's but, an oxymoron. You know, whatever. Here's an oxymoron, oxymoron, Vanderbilt football. That, in all fairness, that actually, funny story there, my kicker, we actually kicked field goals in intramural football, which was I'd never seen before. But my kicker, he actually played it, he actually kicked at James Madison. So okay. he came to law school and we had a game against the athletic department and we came down to a field goal at the last minute. And so we line up for a 52-yard field goal with no time on the clock to win the game. We were down by two. I mean, it was like one of those things. I look at him. I'm like, hey, just do your best. And kick, get, the, get the snap, 
put it down. I'm holding because that's what quarterbacks do, right? And and he hits it and he puts it through, fifty-two yarder, fifty to win it. So the athletic department comes up to him afterwards and is like. You're in the law school. Do you have any eligibility left? They looked into it. He was this close to playing for Vandy. Cause they oh, I thought you were kicker. talking about that you held it that well. Yeah. They wanted to know if you. No, no, they didn't need a holder. <laughs> if they needed a holder, I would add all kinds of You're eligibility. You're still playing. Yeah. So, You're no, still- but it was it was, uh, it was was a blast. So, anyway, all that to say, that's that's obviously a conversation for another day. Because right sure. now we have so much to talk about with Daryl that I, I loved that conversation. I mean, as a dad, I loved hearing about a dad who made his son know that he is loved and know that he is cared for and know that he is the number one. I mean, what I talk to people all the time is, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do that other people can do. And it sounds like his dad made it very clear that, look, other people can coach football, but I'm the only one who can be your dad. And that's what I tell my kids all the time. That's what I tell my wife. I'm the only one who can be your husband. I'm the only one who is your your dad to my kids and that's so critical you know with my five kids I like each of them to know that and it sounds like Rick has done that with Daryl as well and you know Rick you know Daryl so you know that that's true and I've talked with you about that but I think one of the things that he talked about in that in that interview was the idea of of not only on that side of dads make sure you know and understand I mean, make sure you're letting your kid know and understand that they are loved at that level of a dad-son relationship. But also, don't put that pressure on your kid that's going to cause them to, you know, feel that pressure of, if I don't perform, my dad won't love me. If I don't perform, I won't be accepted as much with my with my dad. And in a, in a NBA family, in a NFL, or in a very successful football family, I imagine that was something that, might have been a struggle. So what do you think about that? Well, what what I took away from it is, let, let's put our coaching hat on. Again, let's drop into the coaching clinic mm-hmm. and get to ask, do you put undue pressure on your son? And, of course, we default into dad mode and say, well, of course not. Right? What I liked about the interview was it's one thing for a coach and a dad to say, I don't put undue pressure on my son but to hear a son say, my dad didn't put undue pressure on right. me. That there to me is the test. Yeah. It's easy, yeah. you know, how you see yourself as a coach is one thing. But when my son says he didn't put pressure on me, yeah. that to me is the, is the litmus test. So that's one thing. And, and, and obviously they come from a healthy functioning while high performing family Phil, you and I live in an, and work in an environment where dads are scarce to be found. Mm-hmm. And and coach oftentimes is the closest replacement Absolutely. to that. Yeah. So that's what that that's one of the things that I that I got from was the the pressure standpoint. Yeah. No, and, I, and I, absolutely, and I think you hit it on the head there where you said not only are the coaches often taking that dad standpoint, but from the son hearing him say, he didn't put that undue pressure. I think undue pressure is that undue is the key word there, right? Because his dad did put pressure on him mm-hmm. to say, I, I want the best out of you. But when did he do that? And this is what I thought was really important. He did that when Daryl came to him and said, hey, dad, I want you to be my coach. And this is what I tell my kids all the time. I say, look, if you come and tell me that you want to go to that next level, I know what it takes to get to the next level. You know, and 
and mom, your mom knows because my wife played Division One soccer as well. She knows what it takes to go to that next level. So we will push you to what it takes to be that next level because you've come to us and told us that. Is, but there is an undo as well where you're coming beyond that and saying, hey, how come you're not doing this? How come the kid has to choose? But I can say, hey, Drew, if you really want to get to that next level, you got. why aren't you juggling right now? Why are you doing Well, I'm watching YouTube videos on this, this, and this. Okay, well, that might get you there too. So it's, it's a, but if they're just sitting on their, their rear ends and doing nothing and they're saying, I want to get to the next level, because they've come to me and talked to me about that, I'm going to say, you're not going to get there. Now, it's got to be your choice. So that's, I think, that fine. And sometimes it is a fine line. And, and oftentimes, too, I have five kids. One has chosen she doesn't want to play soccer, and that's perfectly fine. It's never been a thing in our house. You know, it just so happens four of my kids do play soccer, want to go as far as they can. My oldest is in university playing right now. But it's always been, if you don't want to play, that's fine. And But each of those kids... I'm handling differently in my conversations with them about the game and I'm handling them differently in what I expect out of them at any different given time because not only are they different ages, but they're different human beings and they're different personalities. So those are all things we've talked about in the past that's not really for this conversation, but I think from the pressure standpoint, different kids interpret different things for pressure. So for me to handle all four kids the same way would be a massive mistake. Well, and so so there's a, there's a coaching point here. There's actually several, but... One of the coaching points, and what I heard Daryl say in our interview was, I went to my dad and said, I would like you to coach me, and I want to play at a higher level. Mm -hmm. Daryl, the son, was the initiator of that. How many, again, let's go to the coaching clinic here, how many coaches can honestly say they heard that from their son as opposed to it was just going to be a given, right. a given right. that you're my son and you're capable of playing at a higher level. Right. So therefore, but the son was never really asked about it. That's right. Uh, yeah. So, so to me, there's the there's the disconnect. Yeah. Or, or one of the disconnects. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I, and I, I do want to go back to Daryl's interview. And one of the things I said to him during the interview that I'm glad he said was, it wasn't all roses and unicorns and butterflies, right? It was, there were some valleys, there were some difficult times. And that's the reality of it too, is because he asked his dad to, to push him to that next level, but he was also a teenage boy. He was also, I'm guessing at times, a punk teenage boy because most teenage boy. I was a teenage boy, you were a teenage boy, and we were punks at times. I don't even know you as a teenager, obviously, because you're way older than I am. But, you know, that's something that... Why like, do we have to do I'm that? I'm so glad we're on video so Why you do can we see that look that... that I'm, just, I'm just wanting people to We're trying to, to disseminate quality information no. to people, and you're living out your frustrations. No, there's nothing about that. I just want people to know how wise you are because with age comes wisdom. So I want people to understand that you are really wise. So that's all I'm saying here. That's that's it. That's it has nothing to do with anything else. So, but you know, I I do you know now now you lost I, you, you lost my train of thought. Where was I going there? <laughs> well, so, let me help you with where yes, you're going where there was because I going there, there? there was there, there was a there's a a great point of you're talking about being asked to be coached higher at a higher level, but it led it led to Daryl's second point. And that is his dad left it, and they left it relationally on the field, yeah. and and we were and and we were talking about 
you can be coached hard. And in the Garrison family, yeah. you were ripped hard. And probably in the in the Dark family, when it comes to the 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 mechanics of soccer, there's probably some hard, tough mm-hmm. coaching lessons that don't feel good and create tension. But it's left on the field it's not put in the car now let's drive home let's reiterate it there let's reiterate it at the dinner table so so to me the point was leave it on the field yeah and I did remember what I was talking about is the idea of that yes and also just you know parents don't let the you know first of all don't push your kids too hard if they don't want to go there but also don't take those moments of teenage angst or immaturity as dad i don't want you to do this or mom i don't want you to do this to have those if they go through that and it is this blow up because they're mad at you because they don't want to go out and they'd rather go out on a whatever night and go with their buddies or whatever that's fine and but to have the conversation with them and say, okay, we had this conversation before. Have you changed your mind on that future? Or is it something that you still want? And to have these conversations oh. regularly, not just a one and done deal. It's not like when he's 11, he says, dad, I want you to be my coach. And then, okay, for the rest of history, you're now pressuring him to be that next level, right? Because then you do lose that relationship. But I think leave it on the field. Yes. And I think that can look differently though, right? Like, and so I think with some kids, they're going to want a lot more. Like I watch soccer games with my kids and we talk about it and I love that. That's one of my favorite parts of relationships with some of my kids. I don't do that with all of them. Not all my soccer players like to watch the game. But my younger two, they sit down on a Saturday morning and we'll watch games together and we'll talk about it and we'll cuddle on the couch and it's just awesome and I cherish those moments. And so I think there are, for again, different kids will, will want different things but to... You know, I actually had an interview last night for for another podcast I do, and and it was a a woman who wrote a book about parenting kids from hard places. And one of the things she talked about is you as a parent need to be a detective. And I think it applies here as well as anything, is you need to be that detective with your kids to really study them and research them and not just take it as they did that, therefore that. But they did that and then ask the next question, say, hey, where's that behavior from? What's that, what's that, you know, in different ages, you're going to have different conversations, but was that because you're sick of soccer and you're burned out or was that because you're just frustrated right now? Like, what is it? And to have those conversations. And I think that's the key for any parenting relationship, really, whether it's soccer or football or drama or music or anything, really. And there's just parenting tip here to really study your kids and know, you know, and ask them the questions, ask them the hard questions and they may not answer it right there, but they will at some point because at the end of the day, they, they want, they, they love you and they care about you no matter what they're saying. Believe it, believe it, believe it. But I loved what Daryl also said about down the road where he is now, like going, my dad knows a lot. I'm sure he didn't admit it when he was a teenager, but he knew his dad knew a ton he listened to his dad, he respected his dad, and he understood that his dad knew what he was talking about. And I think that's critical too for the flip side. Parents, if you're listening and you don't know what you're talking about, don't come in as an expert on the sport with your kid. You know, because that's really frustrating to kids when they hear their dads on the sidelines or moms on the sidelines screaming and yelling at them when they get home, screaming and yelling at them, and they really don't, you, you really don't understand the game. So that's the other side of this that, 
don't don't even try to get into that moment. I'm not saying don't coach your kids. I'm sure. saying don't come in with this. Hey, you didn't do this. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. When the kid will just look and you go, you have no clue. That all that's going to do is cause more problems and I think some resentment. Quite frankly, well, and to hear Daryl again talk about how his dad has shaped him and molded him, which is a given of what a dad does. Take it back again into our environment where more times than not, there is no dad. There is and no just to dad. be clear, our environment, not in our homes, right. but in the work that we do with playmakers, with, with Providence World, and just with the at-risk and the orphan right. and vulnerable I, exactly. kids. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to be clear yeah. on that. Yeah. Right. So, so, so where there's no dad present, yeah. and, and to me, here's where, the, here's where the price of poker goes up if you decide you're going to be a coach. Where there's no dad present, if you choose to invest the time, you truly become dad-like to these kids, you may be, you can be the closest thing they have to a trusted male figure. Yeah. Now, what comes out of your mouth, the message that you send, the pressure that you apply, you listen to a, a, a young man like Daryl, that becomes hardwired into, into our kids. Now, we know that on, on, a, on a level, but here's, and I'm back to coaching clinic that's different than most if you're transparent enough as a coach to realize that your athletic experiences may have ended in frustration may have not gone exactly the way you want and you're reliving those experiences on the field today through through your coaching methods that can be an extremely dangerous thing. And it takes a really, really transparent coach in an environment that's different than a typical coaching seminar to be willing to dig into that a little bit. So talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the biggest thing there that I, that I wanted to want to go to is not something Daryl talked about, really, but something it's really the flip side of what you talked about there. It's the idea that you do become the, the parent to a certain, and I can think, I'm thinking as you're talking about some of my players mm-hmm. where they're, they're fatherless or they lost their mom in a, in a tragic accident or there's other things that have happened to these kids and they just have unhealthy relationships at, at home and they come out and then you have that relationship with them and you're able to speak truth into their lives and you're able to help them with the identity issues that we talked about and you're able to help them with all the other issues in, in their lives. But, and I will say this, like, and then 10 years later, like, I can still think of coaches who are, are like family members to me, but they're not my dad, mm-hmm. right? And for, but I have a dad, so that's right. different. When you don't have a dad, you feel that. And, and then the coaches say, I have like all these sons, but what I don't, what I have to continually be protective of is, are my kids. Because I don't want them to ever feel like I neglected them because of these kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, that's, that's the one thing that keeps going through my head is this idea. And that's why I asked the question of Daryl. Did you ever feel that? And because I think about these relationships with these, because I do feel like I'm placed in this situation for a reason. Right. You know, that I'm, I'm able to have this impact on these lives that are from broken backgrounds and broken relationships, but I still have these five kids at home that they can never feel like they're not getting the full dad because 
I'm now the dad of these other kids, right? right? So that is, that's the, the constant challenge and the constant balance is to not, not neglect either role and either responsibility and privilege, right? And, and stewardship. I think stewardship is probably the best word that encompasses all of it. As a father, I'm a steward over the lives of my children. As a coach, we are stewards over the lives of their children. And they're different relationships with different boundaries and different things that we need to be make clear. And I think those are conversations that need to be in each family, with each marriage, with each parenting situation, with each kid. And, you know, and, and that's, that's just how I see it. And I, I think that I may not have fully answered your question, but that's really what kept rolling through my head that if I didn't say it, I'd be like, man, I, I wish I would have said that. Well, and, and with, with what you're saying, uh, no, you didn't answer my question. Yeah, well, that's way, not surprising. That, yeah. I stopped <laughs> listening about halfway through. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I just loved hearing the question. You said something that I, that I, I think I continue to go back to. It's one thing to say. I am a dad, and I am not going to sacrifice my family for the other kids in my ministry uh-huh. or, or that I work Whatever. with. It's one thing to say it as a dad. The litmus test is to go to the kid, kid. and say, tell me what your perspective mm-hmm. is. You know, as, as we're talking about this, the producer of our show is sitting 10 yeah. feet from yeah. me. I have a kid organization that touches kids and families all over the country. I don't know that I've taken, I can say, gosh, I've never, that doesn't take away from Katie, but probably what I need to do is check with Katie on that, right? Well, you know, maybe we should get Katie on the show because she's play. she used to play the real football. So oh, maybe geez. that's what we need to do one of these days. So, and, and ask her these questions, but I don't know. I think she likes being behind the camera more than, than being in front of it. But, but yeah, I, I think that there's so much more we could talk about yep. this topic and I, and we will, we'll, we'll get back, you know, more into it. A couple things I want to make sure we get to though. And, you know, we, we do want to keep this, keep this to a shorter time on this, but the idea that I, I loved in that in that conversation with Daryl and, and I talked a little bit about it actually during it was the idea of the journey is the destination. Yep. The idea that don't miss the the nuggets, don't miss the awesomeness that's happening in the midst of right. this journey because you're looking forward to college or you're looking forward to NFL or you're looking forward to whatever. That's something that is so important, I think, in everything you do that your identity isn't so wrapped up in it that you're like wrapped up in something that you haven't achieved or that you want to achieve or that is your goal Mm -hmm. that you miss what, you know, in my worldview, what God has for you. If you miss what the interesting, awesome things that are happening in the midst of it, right? Because that I think happens to too many people. And then you hit that end and you're just now what, who am I? Right. And to, I think as coaches, how can we instill that truth of who you are? You know, what are your gifts and talents early on in youth sports, in high school, in college, so that they don't get to a place where the sport is gone and they have no idea who they are as a human being? Well, and, I, and let me get one thing straight as we talk about parents, too. Obviously, the number one primary role of that is the parents. Right. But as coaches, we have an opportunity to speak truth into that, too. So what do you think of that? I think if you, it's like Jeopardy. If you put that in the form of a question, yeah. what, what, what strikes me is this. The conversations, and it all goes back to relationship. You met Harrison Phillips a couple of weeks ago. 
Harrison and I have a very, very deep relationship. Very, very rarely do our conversations center around football and they're around life subjects. Hey, how are things... uh, how are things with the girlfriend and 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 how how are how are your studies coming along and the point is talking to your kids talking to your players relationally in things other than did you get the ball in the back of the net and preparing them you know i i i do a a, a segment where i say whether it's football or or your sport It's like a beautiful girlfriend that we have that in most instances, what we share is we get dumped before we're ready to get dumped, right? Mm -hmm. They leave us. Mm -hmm. How are we preparing for that? Well, I think how you prepare for that is you're bigger than a soccer player. Your life is more than, yeah, you're the quarterback at Oregon State right now, but you're, you're more than that. Right. And I think to add on to the answer it takes time and perspective. It takes it takes time for them to look back on on seeing the journey. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you, Daryl Gerritsen is one of the most competitive individuals. Absolutely. Do you think that Daryl, his senior year, is going? Oh, this is going to end in six games. Yeah. Daryl's going. I'm the guy going to the next level. Right. Of course. Right. Of course. So so. To, for, to think, well, but I need to prepare. No, it's probably not happening in the moment. It's going to happen when you get dumped. Yeah. And how we can speak into those kids, young men, young women, in issues other than how are you excelling at your sport is part of that, to me, part of that preparation. Yes, and I think that's the key, is not to undermine or minimize quarterback Oregon State quarterback Chandler High School quarterback right. Folsom High School whatever it is by the way great back of the net analogy good job like using good, that was good that was well done not to minimize that but to maximize who are you outside of the game as well right. who are you as a human being who are you as a person who are what what are what are you offering the world beyond this game because when you're an NFL player, if, if you think when you're an NFL player, I'm an NFL player and that's what defines me, first of all, you're going to be arrogant. You're going to be not fun to be around. Right. Secondly, you're going to be not even close to offering the world what you have to offer the world. Right. And so if, if you aren't training that and teaching that and pouring that into these kids when they're younger, it's going to be really hard to undo all that lack of identity when they get to that level and they either don't make it or honestly I'm just as scared if they make it and they don't know their true identity sure because then they're gonna they're gonna crash and burn at some point too yeah then they've got more of the drug that's feeding the problem well then especially then when they're gone with NFL it's like who am I like really I mean I remember hearing it's totally different context but Jim Carrey comes out and said I would never wish fame upon anyone because his whole thing was, I want to get to this, and then I want to get to this, and then I want to get to this, and you yeah. get there, and you're like, now what? Who am I? I'm I'm nothing because this is this is totally empty. I have a clo- I have a closing question for you. We're we're just concluding our eighth or ninth episode, and I asked you to take a flyer fill on this and come on board and talk about coaching with content 
not us just bantering back and forth. It's a little bit of a loaded question. Um, I believe, first and foremost, you and I are learning a great deal about uh, about our subject matter mm-hmm. that I think we're going to be able to deliver to people in a variety of formats. The, the question is, are you believing that that who we're having and the discussions that we're having are content driven? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, obviously, what we could talk about a million things with our guests. These are dynamic people who have had amazing experience. We could have had Daryl Garrison on and talk about his experiences at Oregon State and how cool it was and how fun it was to party and yep. play football and what it's like to be a college quarterback. And but that's not what the show's about. If you right. want that, there's plenty of podcasts to talk about that stuff. Yep. There's plenty of podcasts to talk about what happened in last weekend's games. There's put there's plenty of podcasts that talk about the the stories behind the story and whatever. Yep. And there's great ESPN 30 for 30 special. That's not what we're doing. We are, we're very, very purposeful. And if you're listening to this, you know this. And if you're listening to episode eight, this is your first first episode. I encourage you to go back and listen to the first seven because here's the deal. Like this, the point of this is, and what I told you at the beginning, I don't want to do something if it's not going to help others to flourish. And I think the thing I love about this podcast, it's got that multiplicative effect where if we can get coaches to understand these principles and apply them to their practices and to their games, then it will multiply because all their their students and their players will be able to have this impact as well from this little podcast that that who knows how many people it's going to affect. But the hope is that every person who's listening to this will then be able to impact 20, 50, however many lives over the next year and then beyond that, beyond that, right? So... That's what I love about this. And yeah, absolutely. The content that these, the first, you know, few guests we've had has just been fantastic. And I have no doubt that there's more people. And on that note, if you're listening to this and you want to be on the show because you want to talk about some of this stuff, or you know other people who would be great guests on this show, reach out to us. You know, you can you can reach out to us. Go to theplaymakers.org and just send us a send us a note there. You can, you know, you can go on to the Playmakers Facebook or, you know, Instagram twitter there's you can find the playmakers out there and just send a note and say hey love to talk with you about the podcast and and that's really what we want out of you right now is to be able to engage this conversation deeper hopefully connect with us online and most importantly as we talked about on all these shows most importantly we want you to take what you're learning on this episode on the rest of the episodes of this of this podcast and use it to help you understand how you can help develop your players to be better human beings each and every practice each and every game each and every day so once again i hope that you now know why paul and i wanted to bring you these episodes of the Coaching Character Podcast because they were just really good conversations, I thought anyway, about some really important topics that uh, we really need to bring to the world of coaching. And this this episode was really cool. I mean, especially since I'm a father of five, it, it's really important for me when I'm coaching my kids. In fact, just yesterday, I asked my daughter as we were driving home from her tournament because I'm, I'm helping coach out or coach her team. And I just asked her, hey, are you all right with me coaching your team? And she said, yeah, Dad. Yeah, Dad, I like it. I like you coaching my team. And I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't too much pressure, that it wasn't something that she didn't want for any reason. It was just an important question that I needed to ask her. She's 13. She's starting high school. And, you know, I just wanted to make sure. And I, and I also asked her some, just some questions about my coaching style to make sure it connected with her and her teammates. And so those are things that I encourage you. If you're coaching your kids, just have those conversations. 
you know, make sure that it's something that's a positive thing and a healthy thing in your relationship with your child, which is so critical, as we talked about in that interview or that conversation. It's really a stewardship that we have, a stewardship over our children, stewardship over the players and uh, kids that we are able to have the privilege to coach. So, folks, you know, that's something that I believe strongly in, and I and I hope you do too. If you're a coach, um, if you're a parent as well, just, just how are you taking on those responsibilities and that stewardship responsibility that you do have? So, folks, we're not going to belabor all that. I, you already heard that conversation that I was able to have with Coach Roz. If you have any questions about any of it, you can reach out to me at phil at howsoccerexplainsleadership.com. You can check out all the past episodes of the How Soccer Explains Leadership podcast out at howsoccerexplainsleadership.com. If you want to know what Paul and Marcy Jobson are doing this summer, check it out, warriorwaysoccer.com. You can also check Warrior Way Soccer out on Instagram and other social media outlets. You can check out Coaching the Bigger Game at coachingthebiggergame.com to see what Christian DeVries and I are doing. If you have any questions about the DISC, a model of human behavior that I'm doing, I've been able to do some of that training with some different schools, universities this summer. You can do that at providenceworld.com. And, you know, there's so much information we could share. Uh, we're going we're gonna to stop there today and just remind you that we hope that you're taking everything that you're learning from this show And use it to help you to be a better parent, a better spouse, a better leader, a better coach, a better friend, better in everything that you're doing. And you're reminding yourself every day that soccer does explain life and leadership. Thanks a lot. Have a great week.